The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Joe Robinson is the founder of Mindful Money LLC, who's dedicated to transforming the lives of those impacted by the criminal legal system through his nationally recognised book, Think Outside the Cell, an entrepreneur's guide for the incarcerated and formerly incarcerated. And Joe is on the line with us here. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me, Toby. Great. So before we talk about the book, are you able to tell us a little bit about yourself and your background, I guess your career and experiences that shaped what ultimately led you to write the book. Yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly. So um, I'm from New York City. I grew up in uh, a rough section of uh, Brooklyn, uh, one of the five boroughs. And um, during the 80s, the 1980s, uh, got caught up in the uh, the, the crack epidemic. It was the height of the crack epidemic. And that led me as a young teenager to uh, get involved in, you know, that type of stuff and ended up incarcerated. Uh, and when I was 21, going on 22. And one of the things I realized early on during my incarceration was that, uh, the th- you know, my thinking about money and the pursuit of money um, was one of the things that led me to c- continue to get in trouble. So while inside, I um, began reading about personal finance and entrepreneurship and began teaching classes. And then I ultimately, in 2007, uh, after uh, you know meeting my wife in 2002, uh, wrote and published my book in 2007, uh, Think Outside the Cell, An Entrepreneur's Guide for the Incarcerated and Formerly Incarcerated. Uh, and so now I finally, after all these years, have revived it. So it's a lot more uh, new content, uh, especially about the internet, social media, those type of things, which I didn't know much about (laughs) while I was inside. Yeah. And what was it that actually made you personally turn your life around, I suppose, from being a prisoner to being a successful entrepreneur? Yeah. So for me, to be honest, it was a couple of things, but it was, I was tired of being, you know, locked up. I've just, you know, I mean, no one likes it, but I was like, I have to do something about it. And I have to really get at the root of it. Uh, You know, because I, like I said, I was done. I was like, this is not me. You know, I was in prison, but not of prison. Uh, And so again, I was fortunate in that in my early twenties, within two years of being in 
incarcerated, I was like, okay, this has got to stop. You know, I don't want to ever experience this again. I had a two-year-old son that I left, you know, behind and his mom, you know. So uh, one thing about incarceration is it's not just the person who's in prison who's doing time, but everyone who loves them, who cares about them. And so I was doing it for them as well. And yeah, so I went to the general library in the prison that I was in at the time and started, excuse me, and started reading uh, up books about, the first one was about entrepreneurship. It was about how to start a mail order business. So that shows you how long ago that was. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then I was hooked and, and, and you know, I like you know, always like money. I mean, who doesn't like money? But, yeah. I, you know, it was about not just the acquisition of money, but it's about how to get it the right way without harming people and instead helping people. Uh, I'm a natural teacher. I, you know, I'm the oldest of five uh, children that my mom had. And so, uh, I, you know, when I used to babysit, I used to teach them, you know, I used yeah. to spend time teaching. So I love to teach. I started teaching in 1995 while still incarcerated. That was my first class on personal finance. And then I've never stopped. So I've been doing it almost 30 years. And when it comes to the book, Think Outside the Cell, do you include any of your own personal experiences or is it just simply the advice itself? No, I, I do. I start off uh, with, and throughout the piece, I, I t- use my own experience. And I think that's why it resonates with people who have, especially for people who have the similar uh, lived experience. But anybody yeah. can benefit from it, even though it's directed at uh, people who are incarcerated and formerly incarcerated. Lots of other people have read it and because it's very accessible and uh, without being preachy or anything like that. But to answer your question, yes, I start off the first chapter, uh, Change Your Mind, Change Your Life. And I talk about how the transformation or shift in mindset that I had is possible for others. So I do, uh, in everything I do, pretty much, to be honest, whether it's presentations, uh, my writing, uh, whether it's books or articles, I always give a little bit of my myself. Um, that's just my way. So yeah, I, I do get into that. And I talk about, for example, early on in my book, how uh, there was a point early in my incarceration where there was um, the state, New York State, uh, the, they uh, the, there was a, um, what do you call it? Like, re- not restitution, something like restitution, but like a fee that I had to pay, um, like court fees or something like that. And it mm. was a couple of hundred dollars, you know, in the bigger scheme of things, it wasn't a whole lot, but it was a lot for someone who didn't have any money. Yeah. And so they took they took all my money, right? And it felt awful. I had nothing. I didn't have to reach out to people, you know. Uh, and I said, I, I don't, again, I don't want to experience this uh, again. I really have to uh, not come to prison. I have to um, think of ways to make money legally and, and do good in the world. I, I knew that it was, even though uh, I was in prison, like I said, I was not of prison. I never embraced it. So thinking outside the cell, think outside the cell was both literal and figurative for me. It was really, I was li- like literally thinking outside the cell, not seeing yeah. myself as a prisoner, but seeing as some, myself outside the cell. That's an interesting thought because most people would probably see that title and just assume it's kind of a pun on think outside the box, which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess it is as well, but yeah. it has two meanings. It's literal as well. 
Yes, yes, it is literal. It is literal. <laughs> yes, yes. And what was it that drove you to actually sit down and write this book? Why did you feel that you had to do it? Yeah, good question. So after, from 1995 until I you know, sat down to write the book, as you said, uh, I taught a whole bunch of classes over the, you know, in that span of time on both personal finance and entrepreneurship. And I went on to also uh, bring on other incarcerated men, my peers, who co-facilitate. So at one time, in, in terms of entrepreneurship, uh, like in the early 2000s, like 2000, maybe three and four, we I had like seven facilitators. Like I trained them, and then they also taught classes so that we could reach more people inside the prison. Uh, so at one time, we had two classes going on at the same time. Uh, yeah, it was really, we did some amazing work. Um, and people would come to me and ask all sorts of questions, you know, about personal finance and entrepreneurship. I'd give it, you know, freely give advice. But then at some point I was like, man, I can make money off this. Why am I giving this free advice? So, I mean, that was part of the motivation, to be honest, I was, you know, and, and I could reach more people. It's one thing to do one-on-one and someone's asking me for some advice. You know, you produce a book once and you can reach the masses. And so, uh, so that's what, that's what I set out to do. So in 2000, uh, Six, I believe, early, uh, late 2006 is when I started working on it uh, while incarcerated. I was incarcerated at this time uh, and met my wife uh, through correspondence, my wife, Sheila Rue, uh, through correspondence. And in 2002, then 2003, you know, we you know, started seeing her on visits and then we got married while I was incarcerated in 2005, January 25th, uh, coming up on 19 years now of marriage. And so and she She's a former uh, senior editor at the New York Times and so at an excellent writer and editor. So I wrote it. I would send chapters to her uh, and then she'd get, you know, edit uh, and make comments. And then I'd we'd go back and forth until we until it was a complete book. So that's how we did it. And that's quite remarkable, meeting your wife through correspondence. There's something quite weird about it, but also it's actually quite romantic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's an interesting story. We there's been a documentary uh, that's been made on us. We've been in documentaries um, about our stories. We have we still have our letters. We have hundreds of letters. Uh, uh, yeah, that we've collected. We've collected. So we have a whole file cabinet of letters organized in chronological order and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really something. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you hope to accomplish with the book, and what impact do you hope? it will have on the readers yeah thanks for asking that question uh, toby so the impact that i'd like to have is uh particularly for people who are impacted uh directly or indirectly by the uh, criminal justice system and i say indirectly because as i mentioned earlier not only is the person who's doing time uh, incarcerated, uh, and but the person, the people who love them, uh, you know, it's like invisible uh, chains or invisible bars, right? But they, nonetheless, they're still incarcerated by having to pay the phone bills, having to travel uh, hundreds of miles often uh, to send pa- food packages and other things. And so, what I want to get across is that uh, one that we are all more than our worst choices, right? That 
that because, you know, a person commits a crime uh, that th doesn't necessarily define them or should not define them for the rest of their lives. And that uh, it's also incumbent upon the person to really do some serious introspection and think about how, you know, how they got to that point, you know, meaning literally to incarceration, what their thinking was like, what their uh, backstory and experiences were and how they can shift it and how they can change it. And I talk about mindset uh, in the book because it is about thinking. It is about shifting the mindset. If you uh, see yourself differently, you will behave differently. And yeah. so entrepreneurship, I think, is one of the, uh, no pun intended, but the richest ways uh, for a person to take ownership of their lives as opposed to working for someone else, for example, right? Uh, yeah. And in the case of people who are uh, impacted directly, Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Directly and indirectly by the criminal justice system, there are so many, I'm sure it's the same thing in uh, on, on the other side of the pond, as they say. Uh, it's, it's certainly the case in, in the United States. There's so much discrimination, right? There's such a stigma attached to people who have uh, criminal convictions uh, that it, it makes it very difficult for them to get jobs and housing. And so the book is intended to, to uh, inspire people, to give them hope and to give them real down to earth, right? Plain English uh, guidance on how they can take an idea and take their, their shift in mindset, right? Uh, to uh, do good in the world, to create businesses of, you know, of different sizes. I mean, it doesn't have to be yeah. a huge business, you know? Uh, so yeah, it's about ownership. You know, the big thing that I talk about is uh, having an ownership mindset as opposed to a consumer mindset. And how do you envision your book contributing to 
maybe changing the narrative about those who are incarcerated. Yeah, well, this this revised edition of the book, uh, I am thinking more broadly now. So this book, in combination with uh, future books that I have planned, uh, my next one is going to profile 10 people, 10 formerly incarcerated people across the country or the world, for that matter, uh, who have who currently run successful businesses. So I think, you know, we, uh, you know, um, a visual people, I would say, you know, meaning just people in general. And so I hope to have people begin to think differently about this population by seeing people like myself and others do good work, you know, meaning do in terms of entrepreneurship and in terms of nonprofit, you know, uh, uh, organizations and and other things, you know, and other things. So it really, I, I think that over time that attitudes and beliefs will change if we see on the news, for example, Instead of someone being, you know, carted away in handcuffs, that you see them uh, working with young kids in some youth program or something like that. Someone who's formerly incarcerated, or they have some business that's providing goods and services that's a benefit to whomever, you know, the target audience is. So yeah, I think it's those kind of incremental things, and and having real life examples such as my as my own uh, yeah. that will uh, shape attitudes. Who would you say the book is for? Because of course, if you've mentioned a few times. You know, it's not just the person who is incarcerated that is affected, it's the people around them. So is there a broad range of mm-hmm. people that can benefit from this book? Yeah. So again, yeah, it, it is for the incarcerated and formerly incarcerated, but for their loved ones and supporters. You know, I had like, for example, um, someone bought three copies of the book yesterday uh, and emailed me and said that they bought it so that they could send to three people, right? Uh, meaning people who they thought who would directly uh, benefit from it. So there's a lot of people who, while they may not have had, luckily, would not have had the uh, experience with incarceration and may not even be indirectly affected by it, but they care about the issues. They care about it, right? Uh, I just, for example, this morning received uh, uh, on LinkedIn an invitation of uh, um, you know, from a woman who t- uh, writes about uh, prison education. So she reached out to me. So, I'm, you know, of course, I you know want to talk to her. She has like over 10,000 followers. So I definitely want to talk yeah. to her. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I mean, that there are people who care about people in prison, right? There are people who don't care, of course. They're, they're, they're probably, uh, probably more of them, you know, who say, you know, they committed crimes, you know, to hell with them, right? Uh, but again, we're not the you know, our, the worst decision that we've made, we've all done stuff, even whether it's, you know, legal or or, or, or not, um, that we are ashamed of, that we wish we had, hadn't done or whatever. The thing is, I think that we have, in general, most people have uh, redeemable uh, qualities. And so uh, short answer is, uh, I think anybody who cares about, um, uh, you know, people who are incarcerated and not just cares, cares, cares about it, but we want to reduce recidivism. So that's one of the things. I mean, we, I don't, uh, you know, the fact that in the United States, like uh, two out of three people return to prison within the first three years, that's awful. That's wow. an awful statistic. That's an awful statistic. Why, why is 
that? What we, we failed as a society, you know, I mean, you know, when it comes to that. So again, the book is intended to give people opportunities, right? When I grew up in the eighties, um, like I said, during the height of the crack era, all I saw was crack and, 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 and this was during the Reagan administration. It was, uh, you know, all about materialism, you know, fashion and this and that. I was a young teenager. So I was influenced by that stuff. Uh, now I understand that money is just a tool. So it's not about like worshiping money, anything like that. It's a means to an end and it should be an expression of our values, our core values, not the ones that we pick up from society and social media and TV and all that, but our core values, you know, as, as human beings. Yeah. As well as having this book, of course, as I mentioned in the intro, you're the founder of Mindful Money LLC. So can you tell us a little bit about the company and its mission to transform the lives of people? Yeah, thanks for asking. So yeah, so Mindful Money is a personal finance education company uh, that has uh, now books, uh, but I also am in the process of relaunching my blog uh, and and podcast. So it's it's different components, but like I said, it's an education company. So there'll be books, there'll be, there's my blog, uh, there's my uh, podcast, and there'll be speaking engagements. I'm open to speaking engagements. I've done, uh, in fact, two weeks ago, I did one and I have some other uh, ones, local ones right now. Um, But yeah, it's an education company that's intended to uh, shape the thinking of people who are directly and indirectly impacted by uh, crime, by, I mean, by incarceration, by teaching them, again, uh, personal finance and entrepreneurship. When it comes to personal finance, I have a three, I'll be really quick because I know I'm going to be mindful of time. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I have a three part, uh, you know, framework, which is uh, mindfulness, uh, mindset, ownership mindset, and money management. So it's a three-tier uh, uh, framework that uh, that I try to communicate throughout all the different aspects of the company. Yeah. Now, what else are you working on at the moment, both within Mindful Money LLC and indeed future books? Have you got any plans for them? Yeah, yeah, I have quite a few. So uh, one, the next book, like I said, is going to profile uh, 10 people. Uh, who are formerly incarcerated men and women uh, or however people identify themselves uh, but formerly incarcerated people uh, who are currently successful business owners because we need to see that not just the people who um, are like I said impacted by the, the justice system but people in general need to see that there are real people who happen to have done time but are doing good work in the community it's, it's, it's really important so that's one book. Uh, and then I have a couple other books. I have about four or five books lined up. My memoir. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a writer. So my memoir is going to come out next December and it's going to talk about the my experiences during the crack era. I, I lost my mom in 2019. But prior to that, during the crack era, she succumbed to addiction. She you know, became uh, addicted to crack and it devastated my family, devastated me. I went from being a bright, uh, engaged student to then dropping out out of school and hanging out with the wrong crowd and all that. So that one is called Losing Mama, One Family's Ongoing Recovery from the Crack Epidemic, right? Uh, so that is like 90-something percent done. That will be out uh, next uh, December. So I, again, I have about four or five books lined up. The podcast will launch uh, in the first week of January, probably January 1st. Uh, and that's uh, From Bars to Balance Sheets, 
right? Uh, that's going to be the name of, of the podcast. And uh, yeah, so just I want to do more speaking engagements, though. You know, I love yes. to teach. I love to connect with people in that way. And I can, you know, I'm open to doing it virtually as well, you know. Uh, so it doesn't have to be in person. If someone across the pond, you know, would like to have me yeah. uh, do a speaking engagement, I'd love to do it. I, I love, love to teach and connect with people in that way. And we also, let me just say this really briefly. So uh, my wife and I published three other books uh, some years ago. And for anybody who buys, who purchases a copy of my book, uh, Think Outside to Sell, and who, e- it, you know, it purchases the book and once they receive it, if they take a picture with the book and email me uh, the picture with uh, their uh, contact information, I'll mail them for free one of our three, we have a three book series. Um, it's it's uh, anthologies, right? So one is Counting the Years. It's called Counting the Years, real life stories about waiting for loved ones to return home from prison. Uh, one is called The Hard Journey Home, real life stories about reentering society after incarceration. And then the third one is called Love Lives Here Too, real life stories about prison marriages and relationships. So they can get one of the three uh, books for free. I'll mail it wherever, anywhere in the world, I'll, I'll mail it. Uh, if, you know, like I said, they purchase a copy of my book, Think Outside the Cell, take a picture of it uh, with themselves with the book and email me uh, at mindfulmoneyllc at gmail.com. Excellent. Well, this current book is, of course, called Think Outside the Cell, an entrepreneur's guide for the incarcerated and formerly incarcerated. So where are all the places that we're able to find that? So right now it's uh, currently in, uh, on Amazon. So that's where it's at now. I don't have it in bookstores yet, uh, but it will be. But you know, everybody can order from Amazon. Amazon.com is easy to find. So it's it's in both print, uh, soft cover, print, and also uh, an ebook. It's also an ebook, so you can get either format. Brilliant. Well, many yeah. thanks for talking to yeah. us today. It's been great to talk to you today. Thank you, Toby. This has been great. This has been great. I appreciate it. The Toby Gribben Show!